Welcome to the Film Look podcast, where we're trying to achieve it one shot at a time. I am one half of the Film Look, Robert Cott. I'm also joined by the other half of the Film Look, Richard Scott. That is me. And I'm also joined by the official, unofficial third member of the Film Look, Christian Foreman. That is me. I'm back, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I listened to the podcast last week. If you don't know, I wasn't here last week, so I left Christian and Richard to do the podcast. Um, I liked I liked how you replaced us. That was... Um, I laughed out loud. The woman next to us on the plane. What, with the biscuits? Yeah, with the biscuits. So ginger snaps, if the audience doesn't know, as you obviously can't see me right now. I am ginger, and they replaced me with a bunch of ginger snaps. <laughs> it was incidental as well. Accidental, sorry. We just happened to have some ginger snaps. Yeah. Well, I was sitting on the plane, and I was listening to it, and um, the woman next to us didn't find it that funny, because <laughs> I, I was just laughing at <laughs> Oh, off, man. So. You're one of those, like, neighbours on the plane that just yeah. keeps making noise. Um, and everyone was at that point trying to get asleep because I couldn't sleep on the plane. It was overnight, um, and it was I enjoyed it. So how was New York? Tell us about it. It was good. Did, um, you, did you see Spider Man? No. You, did you see Casey Neistat? I went past his studio. All right. I did. Very underwhelming. It's just a window. He was in, seeing the light. So he was in. Um, <laughs> I, actually, you know He's who? Seeing the light. <laughs> you know who I did see riding his bicycle went straight past us. You know um, the actor that plays. In the Wolverine movie, he plays um, Sabretooth. Sabretooth. Oh, he's been in something lately, he, hasn't what, he? What's he been in? Um, he plays in the big... big Short. It was the other one. It was the one about a the... Little... Um, I'm going to have to edit this out. No, no, I can find him. Keep talking. So tell us about so New yeah, York. Yeah, so it was good. Very tiring. I ate way too many slices um, of pizza, obviously. Um, and just went around the city. And experienced it. Went to a few art galleries, which I really enjoyed. The Met was quite good. Just it's, like a, it's like a film nerd's heaven though, isn't it? Yeah. Because if you you feel like you're in a film as you're walking through the yeah, city. Yeah, so there's certain buildings you've seen, you're like, I've seen that a million times. So I went yeah. in the public library, um, which has been in many, many things. I went past, I was on the bus coming out of New York and I was like, that looks like that scene off that Wes Anderson film. I was like, yeah, it is. So it's just, it is the backdrop of many things you've seen. So if you really want to go to New York um, and really experience it, don't watch any movies for a while and don't watch any Casey Neistat videos because it's just like, mm, I could just steal them and watch these, couldn't I? Um, but yeah. Does it smell as, as bad as people say? Oh yeah, it needs a, it needs a good wash. Just um, Everyone just needs to have a big foam party. <laughs> and yeah. Um, is the film you're thinking of Spotlight? Yes. And oh, his, yeah, his name is, one. I don't know how to pronounce it, um, Leave Schreiber. Leave Schreiber, yeah. He uh, went past us on his bike. He had a little wooden box at the front. Did he? And everyone was just like, oh, that's that guy. Like, that's pretty cool. So yeah, that was me. So tell us what we're doing on today's podcast, Christian. So coming up on this week's podcast, we have news and views where we'll be discussing the GH4 and how to make the Thor lightning. And then, and you haven't seen that, we'll be figuring out how Captain Fantastic achieved the film look by dis- dissecting its filmmaking properties. And then at the end of the podcast, Rob and Rich will be competing in a trivia challenge. I'm excited because we didn't get to do it last week because obviously Rob wasn't here. Mm-hmm. So it'd be good to bring that back. And then I think that'll be it. We'll be having some questions at the end, won't we? Yeah. Oh, oh yes. We've got some questions, certainly. If you want to send us some questions, comments, or topic suggestions, or anything like that, you can find us on Twitter at Filmlook. And if you're listening via uh, iTunes or any sort of podcast app, you can give it, go over there and give us a rating. It really helps us read a wider audience, reach a wider audience we think we don't know. And yeah, if you didn't know, I'm sure you do. Hopefully you do. But we also have a YouTube channel called The Film Look, where videos are uploaded every Tuesday and Sunday about all things filmmaking. And you can see some behind the content scenes, stuff of all of that on our Facebook and Instagram channels as well. So Rob, why don't you get us started with news and views? News and views. No, no, no. News and views. No, no, no. So news and views is going to start with um, the GH4, which has been out for a couple of years now. Um, but... There's a really good deal on. We 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 shoot on Sony A7s's and the Sony A7s and the GH4 come out about the same time, um, and we were debating whether or not to get GH4 or Sony A7s for Sony A7s. But there's an amazing deal on at the minute. So for nine hundred dollars, you get a GH4 and a Rode video mic, which is like that's pretty good. That's wicked. It's a four K camera, you know, sixty frames HD as well. It can do time lapses. Everyone knows about this camera. It's been off for ages. But yeah, that's just a class deal. For a camera like that, if you're looking to get your first camera, yes, the GH5 is out, and you think, oh, that one's bigger and better. There's not that much difference. You can... The, the resolution's slightly higher. You can shoot at a slightly higher bit rate, but just get this. I know you need to get a lens on top of that, but for $900, that's pretty it's good. About, it's probably about £900, to be honest. Yeah. For, the, for us. We're um, not doing very well in terms of... Uh... 
conversions at the moment are no, we? Um, us, us Brits. Yeah, so if you're an American, you can get this. Actually, we can get this as well. You can get a chip to you, um, but you will pay import duty. Well, you might, um, and you might get it for that. So that works out at about £750. That's pretty good, like wicked. For a GH4, that's for really For GH4. Good. Yeah. Um, and the lenses are slightly cheaper than um, kind of the Canon and Sony ones. And so, yeah, that's kind of it for the for the news, to be honest, because I just seen that deal. I was like, oh, if I, you know, if I had that, would I, be, I, would, te- I would be tempted. If we yeah. didn't have a Sony S7S, if we were still shooting on Canon, that would be the, would definitely upgrade. Yeah, definitely. To that. To that. So, yeah, that's kind of the end of uh, news, really. Um, that's the, nothing really is coming out. This time of year, Christmas is coming out. Black Friday's coming out this Friday, I think Black Friday. So there's loads more deals out there, um, which I'll mention next week because they'll still be going um, next week and we'll know what they are. Um, so yeah, views-wise, Film Riot's brought out a new video, as always. Um, we've been following them for about eight years. Yeah, since long time. Beginning. For a long time. Um, and I find this video quite funny because they show you how to do the Thor, the Thor effect, so the lightning effect, but they don't actually show you how to do it. So they've got this um, sketch at the beginning and uh, it's with one of the members with the Thor's hammer and he has the effect in his hands, his eyes glow, everything like that that we've seen in, in the trailers. But they've got a visual effects artist that does all of these effects and just before they were going to sh- break it down and show you how they did effect, their visual effects artist leaves. And it's quite funny because I can't tell if Ryan Colling, who's the host of Film Riot, is joking about. You can see he is frustrated. Yeah, he's yeah. His fr- his visual effects artist give him six hours notice of, from leaving, which is kind of a bit of a scummy. I move. mean, leaving for good. Yes. Oh right. Six hours, which is essentially like at lunchtime saying, "Um, I'm going to shoot off." I'm yeah, I'm going to shoot off for Get it eleven o'clock. You know, we're going to go for a long lunch. Yeah, and um, so I can't tell if he's being serious or he's joking, but it kind of just left them in it and they couldn't show you how they did her effects so what they've done is they're going to give you all of the footage so you can add effects to the footage and they've made it into a competition so in a week's time on the 19th of uh, this month you've got to have your kind of what you've done how you've added the effects he says you don't need to put a lightning effects and you can put anything you want something entertaining and you've got until the 19th to put it in there and there's loads of good prizes like are you going to do aperture it aperture lights Probably, Richie, Richie no. could take up that challenge and what, what though? I don't know. Use your creative brain that you've got there. Yeah. I can't think of anything. I mean... If On you, the fly, I'm not very good. If you found out about this two days ago, maybe, but I've just shown you it, and the, it's like three days away. Yeah. To do something really good. Um, I can imagine that, because they've also put a post out for a new visual effects artist. This could be an audition for someone. Oh, This right. is the perfect audition for okay. someone. Yeah. So if you're very... It, have to be very good because I mean the quality of the work that they produce visual effects wise is yeah. very high because Stark who was their visual effects artist has left um, he's been in some of the sketches but there was a tweet um, people were tweeting him to find out why and it's kind of he didn't have an option this opportunity come up and he had to take it he had to say yes or no within that amount of time um, apparently he's got a kid coming on the way so it might be a little bit more stable work and more money so if he's got to leave for them reasons, that's perfectly fine. No, he doesn't mention in the video. So I think Ryan Connolly's kind of frustrated, but he's kind of joking. He'll mm. probably understand because I think they know them quite well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go and check out that video. All these links will be in the show notes below. And it's quite a funny one because it, it, yeah. it shows you real, real life situations and him going, I can't do anything about this. Aye. I'm sorry, but let's, let's make something of it. So yeah, that's a video from Film Riot. I've got one more video, which is actually from uh, Weta Workshop. And if you don't know who Weta Workshop is, they're based in New, New Zealand. Zealand. And they do a lot of the props for films. So recently, my obsession with Blade Runner is still growing. Um, they did all of the um, models for Blade Runner because not it wasn't CGI, it wasn't green screen. So you know the city of Blade Runner. The it's LA. all miniatures, isn't it's it? It's all miniatures. They say the miniatures... The massive, yeah, that's the, what they say. In the yeah, videos. <laughs> the absolutely massive. So it shows you the kind of behind the scenes of them building LA. When you say massive, a couple of meters each tall. I'm, so, yeah, I'm talking about thirty yeah. feet high. Yeah, I'm talking like like the size of you. And if you don't know, Christian's about eight feet tall. Eight feet tall. Um, yeah. And the miniatures are normally, you know, the size of your cup. You know, that's a miniature. Maybe it's a little bit bigger. TV. This is like this is like a tank. Size of a yeah, tank. they are quite big. Yeah, 
So um, this video kind of goes... I guess it, it's still smaller than the real thing. Yeah, and I like that they did that, though, because it, it could have just been CGI, but the what they did is they built the miniatures and then they the tracked the camera f- through the city, added the smoke effects in, added everything. Yeah. You know, they laid on the lights as well. They did the camera movements three or four different times, so then they laid in the lights and everything yeah. and, and laid so them like that. So. And changed all the composite um, stuff. Yeah, and Ma- it's made a little miniature Ryan Gosling. Yeah, pop them in there. Just just in one of the windows. Joy as well. She was there probably. But no, it was. It's quite an interesting insight. Um, I mean, Wet has worked on everything. Yeah, every most every, famously the Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um. So yeah, go check out that video. Um. It's just interesting to see how you can do things practically still, and why it. I, well, personally, I think it, it looks better. Um, yeah, it does. So, and it's going to make it last longer as well. Yes. So, yeah, that's the end of uh, views. News and views. Nah, nah, nah. News and views. Nah, nah, nah. Cool. Let's move straight on to you. Haven't seen that. Haven't seen it. And this week we're going to be discussing Captain Fantastic. She's got a smile that it seems to me. Reminds me of childhood. This is good, isn't it? Oh god, you shouldn't have brought those bags of, bags of onions with you, Christian. Bloody hell. So Captain Fantastic is a 2016 American comedy drama which was written and directed by Matt Ross and starring Viggo Mortensen. The story centers on a family that is off the grid and has been living in isolation for I think about a decade and then they're uh, forced back into society through circumstances which we'll go into in a bit. Um, the film... <laughs> circumstances. <laughs> Every film has circumstances. We'll let you know what they are. Um, the film was premiered at the Sundance Film Festival. Uh, it got one Oscar nomination, which was Viggo Mortensen's Best Actor, and it grossed £5.9 million in the United States and a worldwide total of £14.9 million. Pretty good for an indie film. Mm. Uh, me and Rob have seen this before. Mm-hmm. Second time for us watching it. Richard, you've never seen this before. Kick us off, please, with your thoughts. Did you think I liked it? Do you uh, I hope so. I, yes, I was worried. I think, I think could, you're going to like could it. could not stand. <laughs> Joking, April Fools! <laughs> yeah, it was wicked. I was going to say, I was so worried about this one because I was... I didn't I didn't know if you were going to like it or not. Like, it was going to be too slow, too boring, or thing like that. Anyway, tell us, tell us, tell us what you think. It was wicked. It makes you just want to live outside, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Do you want to know what I did straight away after this film? You went for a walk. No, I um, slaughtered a deer. Well, the film finished, and what do you do when you when you film finish? You get your phone out because I hate being on my phone when the film's on. So you get you. I've been on your phone for two hours, so you go on Instagram and and Twitter. You uh, you did. I deleted deleted Facebook, deleted Instagram, all off my phone. I was just like, I don't need this in my life anymore. I need to be outside. Inspirational, isn't (laughs) it? (laughs) And that inspiration kept for twenty minutes. How long? No, it's off. It's all stay off as well. Oh, it's off right now. You deleted your Facebook. There's. I've still got Facebook, but it's not my phone because oh, okay, then okay, I can yeah. only check yeah. it for work because that's all I really need. It's, power- for. that's in- a powerful phone. And Instagram, and yeah. There you go. Rob's also grew out his beard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Started rock climbing. Um. So, what were your initial impressions of this, Richard? Then, because um, when I when I first heard Captain Fantastic, like last year or whatever it was, I thought it was a superhero film. I thought because it was coming out around the time of all the Marvel things, and I thought it was just one of another. Yeah, I thought we'd have a cape or something. Mm-hmm. I, th- I don't like the name of it. I don't think it's. I think it's it a pretty good name. I think that's why it made more money than it did because people were like, oh, this is a superhero film. That. Some Aragorn's gonna fly around. Yeah. And then I, yeah, when I saw some trailers for it and some posters, then it, I thought it was like a Wes Anderson film because mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know the quirky, char- the, the the quirky characters and the yeah the bright colours. And then when watching it, it's neither of them. It's like quite a unique film. Yeah. Um, that's just his own thing. You can't really compare it or anything else. That was that was my initial impressions anyway. So, um, Rob, what's, why do you like this film so much? Because um, you suggested this. Yeah, I love it because um, it's original. It's I seen this last year and by you know it was mid last year I think, and I, I was sick of seeing you know remakes, reboots, and whatever. So I just I think it was one random Sunday afternoon I seen this was on a Tyneside Cinema. I was like I'll go and see it. Um, I heard alright things about it. Regal Mortensen, always amazing. And I come out of it and I was just like, this this is, everyone needs to see this film because it's original, it tells a very heartfelt story mm. and it's real emotion. There's no world ending. 
there's no blue thing in the sky and yeah, blue it, light beaming up yeah and it's and and i was sick of that and this doesn't do that and it's just because it's original and it's a breath of fresh air yeah and the the thing that I, the problem i have with it is that it only made 14.9 million no one went to see this no, and people complain that there's no original things at cinema this is it Mm. Um, I think I'll do really well when it, it goes. Is it on Netflix yet or anything like that? Not yet. No, I watched it on Amazon Prime. Amazon. Okay, so on if Amazon they've got Prime, it, yeah. yeah. If it goes on Netflix, this will do very well. It's going to beast. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to the story then, which is, so like I said before, it's about a family that lives in off the grid in mm-hmm. the woods, about a, a dad, he's called Ben, I believe, right? Yeah, and sure. he's kind of training his kids in wilderness skills, training them how to, you know, climb rocks and martial arts and teaches them about music and languages and kind of oversees their education as well, right? Yeah. Um, and it starts off, everything seems to be going all right. You know, the kids seem to be really intelligent and smart. Uh, and it seems like, yeah, quite an idyllic um, kind of left-wing uh, utopia of yeah. just everyone. I mean, at first you think it's like a cult, like heavy cult, what's going on here, something really weird going on here, but it's just his family, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's, it's perfectly fine what he is actually doing. So I never... Um, for for the first ten minutes or so, you don't know whether what world we're in. Yes, like we don't know whether this is like just a whole world. Everyone lives in the wilderness. You don't know what time period it's in, um, which is quite interesting. I think they reveal that quite early on in the story, but it was just interesting to see how they introduced all these characters. I I didn't know anything about this film. I I, I marked it. it was like twenty minutes in, uh, so you you get to learn about the family and what they're doing and everything, and then it's just like snap. There you go. This is what this film's about. And I was yeah. like, oh, God. All right. Yeah, yeah sure. You get the go out of the world within half an hour. Don't like their world. It's like it's out of the world. It's done. It's then yeah. in the real world. You're like, oh, can this sustain this within the real world? And it, it does. So I, I, I certainly felt uh, like the, the plot structure in this film. I don't think that's such a negative thing, but like it certainly had elements of of everything sort of you, you get a very very clear call to action and you see you get the whole meet the locals and and training montages and all that mm. and it, it's sort of like the they took the the basic grammar and language of a, a modern film and it's all it's all just like super original plot lines isn't it uh i've never seen anything like this before and i was i was happy that i saw it mm. and i only cried twice <laughs> 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 Let's talk about specific characters then. Yeah, so Ben, which is the, the main character, isn't he? Yeah. So, like I said, you kind of introduced to him as the hero. He's Captain Fantastic, right? Yeah. He's he's all the kids look up to him, and as an audience member, you look up to him as well because of the things you're watching him do. I think the provocative part of this is when he starts. You start seeing him indoctrinating these kids with his beliefs, which is yeah. his kind of um, anti-capitalism, anti kind of everything corporate and and you know making them celebrate Noam Chomsky Day instead of Christmas mm. and things like that and that's when yeah. you, as an audience you start going oh is this right or is this wrong um, and what's interesting about Ben I found is that he does go from very likable character to a very unlikable character he kind of switches between mm. the two um, throughout the whole film so at one minute he's quite warm and loving and he's obviously very close to his kids and his family and then the next scene he's quite obnoxious um, he's quite unlikable and self-righteous and and but yeah that switches back and forth and I still don't really know which side I fall on with this character which is I suppose is really good yeah. um, he's he's not so much a hero he's not an anti-hero he's just a guy that is just trying to do his best in the world mm-hmm. for his kids the um, the father um, Jack I think he's the father's name of the, of Viggo Watson's wife Ben's the wife grand, yeah. the granddad the granddad yeah, yeah. Um, the he's like he seems like a really bad guy, but he's also the good guy, and so is Ben. He's also the good and bad guy. They're just they're just two different people. That's why they're both heads. Yeah. But they both just want to love the kids, which is great to see, but in completely different ways. So. Yeah, they're all they're all everyone in the film is just trying to do the best under their circumstances, mm-hmm. and the conflict comes because they just have different opinions on what the best thing to do is. Yeah. Which yeah, which is just like life. Yeah, exactly. Like it says, there's it, there's no world ending stuff, but it's yeah. like it's. Lots it's of people not, are affected. There's no disaster. This. There's yeah. no clear evil dude with horns. No, it's just people. Yeah, it's very much a people story, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it's realistic as well. Uh, 
your suspension of disbelief, you certainly don't have to suspend it too far because this person probably exists somewhere. Mm-hmm. A few of them probably exist somewhere. Yeah. The United States is a big country. Uh, the the whole the kids as well the cast were perfect. Like I was at first when I watched this for the first time, I was like, "Wow, this is a big cast. Am I going to remember everyone? Is everyone going to have their own individual personalities?" And they do. Yeah, they all definitely have their own little silhouettes, don't they? Yeah, they're all, they're all quite. They're all layered. Yeah, as well. rounded out. It's you know they've done it really well. I mean, the oldest, um, what's he called? Borden, Boven, Jack. I don't know. Something no, like that. Something Bo- like that. Bo- Borbigan. Yeah, you know, he's got. He's really good. Like, Yeah, I thought he was really good. His conflict between, you know, he his mom helped him to apply for university and he's gotten at every single top university in the country. And it's just yeah. like, well, that kind of justifies what his father's been doing. You know, it's just like, well, yeah. his father's been right. He's, he's the cleverest guy probably in the country like, to get into these top schools. So. But he's only clever in certain aspects. Yeah. So in real life, he doesn't have any. He, well, he, you see the he's scene. No clue, does he? he sees the scene with the the girl in the campsite. The, the marriage and so stuff, funny. Yeah. yeah. And you feel really sad for him because he's been. You, we know because we've been with him so long that he he meant that. He's just like I'm going to propose to you. This is what this <laughs> is what I need to do. And obviously, the real the people in the the real world to see it. But so, uh, what side were you on in this then? So whose side were you on? The dads, the granddads. Um, somewhere in the middle. I'm going to say the dads. I'm going the to dads. say yeah. I'm going to say Ben's because it's it's kind of the world that he's got. I mean, it's a tough world to live in, but some of the stuff people like it. What really annoyed us was the kids, the other kids in the film that weren't part of his family. So the 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 two boys um, who were part of his sisters, the cousins, the yeah. cousins. Yeah, they really annoyed us. I, I hated those those kids. Like just. They're just because they were completely different, but it's just like that's what a lot of kids are like today, and it just shows the contrast of what it can be. And no, I suppose none of them's bad, and they're just different. So, what side? What side were you on, Richard? Uh, Vigos. Vigos as well. Yeah, the the only moment I wasn't was probably when everyone wasn't. And that was when he, he told his, his daughter to go climb on the roof. And she fell off. I was yeah. like, oh, something bad's going to happen yet. You shouldn't have done that, you yeah. silly man. It was also because you're looking at your watch and going, oh, this is the type the time in a film where something bad's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something's yeah. bound to happen <laughs> at this point. Yeah. So, but, Christian, what were you? Well, I was. I don't know. I'm don't in between, know. which I yeah. think is the power of this film, is that yeah. it shows you two perspectives. And as the, the filmmaker doesn't give his perspective as well, it doesn't give his... Um, uh, his opinions okay. it leaves you to the audience to decide what they think so yeah. obviously the first perspective is this guy is amazing raising, raising his kids they're obviously and then he gets a bit too preachy very impressive yeah um yeah. although they're not very normal very well-rounded intelligent um you know a tight-knit family and you're like oh this is the way to live and then obviously when they start integrating back into society those gaps in their knowledge start to appear mm-hmm. and you know for example when um like you say when he proposed to that <laughs> So funny Although funny, too. it wasn't funny to him. Like, yeah. and you, um, you see how they're kind of socially handicapped. Yeah, and they probably won't be able to integrate back into society at all, um, without some serious like adjustment. And it's like what the oldest kid at, at the end says that they, he doesn't know anything if he hasn't read it in a book or whatever that yeah. line was. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, so I I do think it it does a good job of the the film doesn't have a bias on which side is right it just it's like it just gives the question to the audience and going all right what's right yeah which is quite unique to mm-hmm. a story because normally um a, you know a film has a political agenda or like yeah um, well the Matt Ross the, um, who directed and wrote this he's the reason he wrote this because he was he just had a kid and he was trying to figure out what type of father he was going to be so it was that this is both sides two both extremes yeah very extreme sides yeah yeah and probably somewhere in the middle is is right um in my opinion but it's like that, right at the end yeah um so yeah it, he he's he took it from him having a kid you know it's good, this is going to happen what am i going to do and he's questioning it himself so it's kind of writing kind of what he knows what he's really thinking about which yeah. is really interesting so. it rep- yeah yeah replicates life in a in a truthful way yeah. which is which is good i, right, so I really love the uh the, the the when they go on a mission that really guys when it was mission like, free get, the food. get on the bus let's yeah. go <laughs> Free the food, yeah. Uh, should we move on to direction since you brought up Matt Ross? Yeah. What do you know about him? Um, well, I did some research into him and then I realised, oh, it's the same guy out of Silicon Valley. <laughs> but then I went back through his catalogue and was like, oh, he's, he's been around a while. Um, yeah, I mean, the direction in this, it's 
you know what? This film might be in my top five. It's intense, this film, isn't it? Yeah. They yeah. really got some good moments in it, especially with the, the oldest son uh, when he was giving him the letter and stuff and then he finally revealed to his dad that he was working with his mother to, to get into these schools and it's like that was the major conflict and it was mm. like, oh, no, what's going on here? It was like, whoa, all right. Yeah. And to, di- to direct um, all of those kids from very different ages... Um, I think he's do, it's done an amazing job because, like we said earlier, they're all well-rounded. They all get the, their time on screen. Yeah. They all help in different ways as well. So um, I think he's done an extremely good job. And honestly, I think it, it's, it should have got more nominations. He should have got a nomination for this because I think it's it's, it's definitely overlooked um, for him as a director. So. so the production of this thing, they shot for 39 days, which is a lot for an independent film. Normally, on average, they shoot for about 20 days. Mm-hmm. I think the the you know the extra the extra days there was because of there was a lot of locations, a lot of moving about, yep. um, and the fact that they were mainly working with child actors who you can only get them to work for, which is a good thing. So many hours a day. Us, but yep. I think it's only about five or six hours a day, yep. so they could only get their scenes in a certain time. Um, and, and they're in it a lot. Was, they're, they're in it a lot. Yeah, 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 they're in every scene. And there was a, obviously a couple of musical numbers which would have took up a lot of days as well to do them. Mm-hmm. But not bad for an independent film. Uh, cinematography. This this so, looks like an independent film, doesn't it? Yeah. Why does it look like an independent film? Um, what 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 can you identify with it? Is it the the vibrant colors? The colors. It's uh, the fact that they use a, everything feels natural, doesn't it? It doesn't feel like they've added in much. Yeah. In. There's They're no, using like the natural environment. There's no uh, real massive camera movements. Yeah. It's a lot of it's handheld. A lot of it's it's just getting coverage. Yeah, it's it's you know there's probably some continuity errors, which is fine. Lot lots of natural light. So especially a lot of this was shot outside. Yeah. Majority of the film was outside. Outside or on the bus, which is all got natural light, and that it, well natural light's freezing it. <laughs> so that's why yeah, it's why it probably looks like an independent film. But I wouldn't take that away from it. I can't really. There's I no fault. Maybe it's the pace as well, because on a bigger budget film, it has it has a sense of kind of faster pace doesn't it mm-hmm. you know generally speaking I mean, whereas this kind of takes its time and does what it wants right. well, that's what it feels like anyway yeah it feels like the direct um the director's intention kind of came across fully in this film which sometimes it doesn't in other films yeah and i think it's because we're with them all of the time it's like we're in their world constantly and that, that, i like i like that about close-knit it. families yeah we're like we're one of the family yeah which i, I really like that about it um it's more like watching kind of fly on the wall type thing of what they do yeah and figuring it out so yeah i noticed there's a lot of bloom in this film uh, a lot of like starbursty type stuff to mm-hmm. give it like a real shiny warm feeling and mm-hmm. uh, they shoot a lot of gold now stuff mm-hmm. and there's a lot of uh silhouetted things as well a lot of backlighting from backlighting the it's all backlit yeah. isn't mm-hmm. it yeah. yeah um which is cool that's that's how why it does look like an independent film because um, you've got to just do that and all right, we've got those like you said four hours with the kids that shoot that golden hour at yeah. this time of day and then yeah I had one problem with the sound design and this is only because I've been doing doing the sound on the on my latest film and I'm like uh, sensitive to it mm. when they were rock climbing the, the carabiners were were a lot louder than they should have been it was too really jingly jangly oh really yeah which yeah, anyone wouldn't have noticed it but it's the only fault I've got about the sound yeah. design. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, they've only got a couple of cams on their uh, harnesses, yet it's like they've they've got like Mister T's gold chains uh-huh. in their hands. Yeah, uh, one of the reasons why I think this probably didn't make as much money as well is because it was a fifteen, so it was technically R-rated in in, in the US. Oh yeah, because Vigo gets his William. Yeah, which is the second time he's gone fun, full frontal. All right, yeah. there you, you go. What was the first? Um, I do not know that off the top of my head. Um, the extended edition, uh, Lord of the Rings, <laughs> probably yeah, um, yeah. So that's Andy Sweslot. Yeah, but you need Is that, that the name they of all his book? What? what? Andy. Oh, Andy Swe. I thought you said Andy Sweslot. Andy Sweslot. <laughs> that's me. Um, me. Me stage name. No, what was my stage name? Come up with stage names. Today. Rusty Johnson. Me, my stage name's Rusty Johnson. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, editing. Um, pace was. I liked it. It's two hours. Just under two hours. Um, in half an hour, you're out of like their world and they're going into the real one and then you start to figure out. And I think that was enough 
went half an hour in their world and see what they really yeah, like. Yeah, definitely. I think that was my favourite part of the whole film was the first half hour because it was all exposition, but it was all physical exposition rather than the dialogue. It's We just literally watched this family be this type of family for half an hour. Uh, so we just sat in and just went, all right, I kind of kind of know what you are like now. And then it happens. And usually you would expect that call to action in the first, like, uh, 10 minutes or something. But obviously because there's such a, they're an ensemble uh, set of characters, we need to get everyone's little bit. And it didn't feel like those stood out. Everyone got, like you say, everyone got their time, but it wasn't like they had to shoehorn, all right, we need to have three minutes with this boy and three minutes with this girl here and we need to show their flaws and their strengths and then, all right, their flaws and and it didn't feel like a like a checklist that mm-hmm. were ticking it off. It just felt like we were watching the whole thing. Just naturally going. Yeah. Um, kind of kind of at the end when um, the boy who doesn't want to leave the grandfather's house and then they go to rescue him, and when it gets to kind of the bit where it's just like he doesn't want to leave, I was like, okay, is this coming to the end? Is there something going to happen here? Then they go to rescue them and... You know, she falls off the roof and then it's just like, well, that conflict and that's his realisation that I can't do this anymore. But then they sneakily get in the van and follow him. And then Yeah, I really like that. I was I was thinking, oh, this is going to be a on? really sad story and it's yeah. just going to end. And there's going to be like, like, a, like a crowbar moment where he has to go and save them or something. But I really like the fact that they were mischievous enough to hide under the under the bus because that's what like he would do. It's yeah. almost as he's if he's taught, taught them to, them to yeah, do that. He has yeah. told them. To, yeah, and, yeah. And then it's kind of like, okay, well, what's going to happen now? And then they're just like, oh, they're going to get the mother. And I'm like, Oh, this is keeps going on. Yeah, I'm like, I'm it, glad it, I'm seeing yeah, this, and I'm glad I'm seeing this. Cathartic ending, isn't it? Yeah, it brings and, everything back round. Yeah, and then especially at the end, that last shot where they're all sitting at the table, and it's just kind it of lasts for two minutes and fourteen seconds. I'm, I'm expecting him to go say something like regimental, like about going to school and yeah, how's like your homework a doing? Big, big moral ending. Yeah, what line are you on now? And you know what homework you're doing there? And should we? Shouldn't you have finished that last week? And it's just like it's going to get a McDonald's cheeseburger. Yeah, no, yeah. Just, it, it just ends. I noticed I about that because um, we we do you know doing long takes is always fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was watching it, and I was like really, really watching to see like if the actors were anticipating the cut. Because they might have went, all right, sit here for a while. They've just said something, and then it just stayed on. And I was thinking, I was waiting for the moment where one of their eyes would flicker over to the director, but then carry on. Mm. But they must have said, like, you're not anticipating a cut here. You just be a family, and you're gonna be a family yeah. until I say something. And it just kept on going. Mm-hmm. And then I was watching each one, and in terms of editing, they must have like got the beats right with that. Yeah. Like, who we're looking at here? All right, keep going, keep going. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they, uh, they stuck it out for two minutes and 14 seconds. And it was perfect as well. Like, that was the right ending. It's yeah. like, we're, we're looking at this perfectly painted picture. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's some alliteration for you. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, the, the with that last scene, they really set up the scene, so you see them getting the eggs, but then you see him packing the school bags. But you, you, we know they're going to school now. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be told, really. Yeah. I think we, we, he does say something about them, but then it's just like... You know, and then the the kid who he had lots of trouble with kind of gives him gives gives him the cereal. Like, yeah, I'll I'll have some of that. And then they just just he just sits there and he he sips his drink, and I'm like, oh, this is still going on. It's yeah, yeah. it's just a you don't need the whole okay. Oh no, I've lost all my kids, and that's the really sad end and, and stuff like that. And it's it's just like no, he's realised what he's done wrong, and now he's still with his kids because he deserves to be, and he he's allowed to be. So it never. Wrapped up what happened with the granddad though, or did it? And I missed that. It um, always, it always, uh, it bugged me until the end. That I think it was just like because they had a big, they had a big, you know, thing going on. I'm going to take your kids off you, and he was like kind of accepted it and going, all right, that's the right move to make. And then the next scene, he's like, actually, let's go and get your mum. Yeah, and, that's uh, true. I mean, I think, I think what how that kind of helped because they did have that moment before um, all the kids snuck back into the van where snooked, was, snooked, <laughs> sneaked. Sneaked? Snook. Snook? 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 I think it's snook. I think it's snook. 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 Sneaked and snook. Sneaked and snooked into the van. And um, then he was just like, well, you know, he wants to go to university, college. And he was just like, well, I'll take care of that. So I think that was kind of the resolution. Obviously, if he finds out about the, the that his, his daughter's not in the grave, 
he might have a few problems. <laughs> um, and now she's been flushed down the toilet, which I found hilarious. I thought it was perfect. No, like, bye, mommy. Yeah. And she just goes, flushes the toilet. Great. Um, I mean, those kids are a little bit messed up. Um, but, you know, uh, but yeah, I suppose with, with that point, it's, I think, in my mind, it's, everything's fine. It's like, he's realised his ways. That's right. why he's letting them go into school. Um, but, He's found the middle ground. Yeah. Because he understands at that point, doesn't he, that the, he is he has damaged them. But, he's, but he, uh, he can't go he can't go back to living in a big house that you know that he that the grandfather was living in. He couldn't let them have that because he he definitely disagrees with all of that stuff. Even the kids disagree with that stuff. Yeah. So he goes well. Best of both worlds. I thought a clever way to show that they they would been living there for that long and that was it. And like that's their new life. In the steady is the fact that they turned the bus yeah. into, the, no into the chicken the coop, yeah. and it was like, well, this has clearly been in this for a long time, and they've they've settled. Like yeah. this is the house now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good example of Sean Artell. Yep. Yeah. And uh, do you notice anything important or interesting about the sound design? Uh, no, just just the jingly jangly of the uh, carabiners. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about the the lovely soundtrack with the lovely sweet child of mine I'd, um, cover at the end, which was very beautiful. I hate that song. Yeah, we but, we know Richard hates it as well. Yeah, but, right. The thing, right. I don't. I used to like it, but it, it's kind of like one of those songs that's like overplayed, and when you listen to it, you kind of feel like a bit dirty listening to it. Mm. It's kind of like how Glee ruined. Uh, Everything. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> in particular, that song by Journey. Don't stop believing. They did, you c- they you did can't that. play that f- play that song anymore because it's just like w- we need we need to let this song heal. And I think <laughs> "Sweet Child of Mine" is the song that like forty year old single mothers when they go on a night out, like they love that song. And it's like yeah, mm, we've we've got a. It's um, not no, just yeah, not we've anymore. We've got a nightclub called Arizona in Sunland, where we're from, and. You can walk into there at any point and that song will be playing. Yeah. And it's like, oh, but this version, this version. Oh, this version, version was quite nice. This version's the best. It was very nice. It was, yeah. like it says, it's, you can cry to this if you really It's want. very evocative. Yeah. The only good. thing I didn't like it about the song was, I, I don't like it when... it was. I don't, <laughs> I don't, perfect. What I don't I'll tell you what I don't like. Is when they do cover, when they do these beautiful melodic covers of things. Like John Lewis covers. Yeah. But then the the lyrics land in different points. Yeah. And it's like... It, oh, I don't mind that. No, I don't like it because you, you, you're singing along, co- you're humming along. It's a cover along, though, isn't it? And it's like, all oh, right, yeah. you, you've stretched the lyrics out here and you, you've had to bung them all back together for the next bar. And it's just like, why don't you just sing it like really but, nicely, but like in the same way. But this version though, Richard. Oh, it is good though. Yeah. Yeah. This is an advert. Song, I only like, cried it's like a, three times yeah. at this point. <laughs> it's a definitely a John Lewis. Uh, it's definitely a John Lewis cover. Yeah, like a, this will be on a Christmas one in a couple of years. Yeah. Definitely this cover. Um, yeah, I hate this. I hate the original version of this song, but this was, it was, it's perfect. So how would you do differently, if anything? Hmm. Hmm. Nothing. Everyone seems to like it. It's pretty it's pretty perfect it's, to be honest. It's in me top five films of all time. All right. Yep. And I, I hope more people see this. There are about twelve films in your top five. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, this is definitely. Oh, this is of you know I, I say it every week almost. I would certainly recommend this. Oh yeah, I, to someone. It's it's a beautiful film. That's yeah. that's really the only. I didn't way stop talking for about three months after yeah. I said it. I was like, has anyone seen it? No. I'm glad I waited for the podcast to watch it though because mm-hmm. I was I was going to watch it a couple of months ago and I didn't uh, and now I'm like deliberately not watching films so I can watch them for the podcast really it's like talk an excuse about them, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah I was in two minds whether I watch Boys in the Hood I did watch it it's good I would suggest that as well okay good bit of a different film bit of a different <laughs> very different yeah. what I'd like to see if I if someone remade this is instead of Ben being like a left wing um, uh, you know survivalist if he was a right-wing survivalist, so he just taught his kids to, like, you know, worship Jesus. And, <laughs> and, you know, I thought the, that the bit evils, was quite funny as well, though. Secularism the secularism. Uh, and, and, you know, we it, don't take the mick out of anyone other than Christians. And then, the and then that happens. And I was kind of like, well, it's kind of shot on Christians. Like, what have they done wrong since the Crusades? Uh, but then, like, later when they're all singing and stuff, yeah. it's like, oh, God, you need to get out of this situation. Yeah. But I just think it'd really be funny, funny if he's teaching them like about how evil abortion is and about homosexuals <laughs> and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Well, yeah. That'd what be, would it be called? 
Captain um, Fantastic. With a question mark at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got a fun fact, then we'll end up in the, this section. So, uh, what's your name, Matt? Matty? Matty Boy. Matt Ross. Made the kids partake in the activities that they did on screen, so he made them like do yoga. Well, he didn't make them. I don't think yeah. it was by gunpoint, but mm-hmm. he encouraged them to do um, all the things that they did on the screen. So, for example, the oldest son did four hours of yoga a day, mm-hmm. every day on set. Uh, the two eldest girls butchered a sheep because oh. uh, uh, he wanted them to learn some basic knife skills. Cool. Wow. I like that. And they went, all the kids went rock climbing and played um, martial arts and played music and things like that. I like that. Uh, and he also gave all the actors books about uh, books on the philosophies that were discussed in the film. Nice. So they all got like homework. So like educated them yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it was just a good way of bonding and, yeah. you know, forming a relationship between yeah. all the char- characters so that on screen the chemistry looks organic. Yeah. At the end of the summer, when they finished it, they called uh, Viggo Mortensen Summer Dad. Summer, the, summer Dad. Yeah, all of the kids, which I find really nice. I wish she was my Summer Dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will, I still stand by my theory that Viggo Mortensen didn't play Aragorn in no, Lord yeah, of the I've Rings. No, yeah, I've heard this theory, yeah. Because he kind of looks like him, but it's not him. I Honestly, I don't think it's him. I think someone else played him. <laughs> I think you're the only one that has that. No, you know right. There's After this disconnect this. in my head, yeah. like, it's weird. Like, Viggo Mortensen. He's like a, young, a younger guy, and I think they obviously airbrushed him because it's a... I, I mean, know, but Lord when you look rings. at all, like, the behind the scenes... It was Look at the behind the scenes of, like, the Lord of the Rings and stuff. he didn't have a beard. He didn't have a scruffy beard, and he's not, like, a, a, a scruffy mountain man. Yeah, all right. He's amazing in that as well. He's, he's a very good actor. Yeah, he is. Next week, <laughs> we'll be discussing the film... <laughs> we'll be discussing the film Thor Ragnar yes so we're going to see Thor in a couple of hours we're going to see it in what's the time in one hour and 51 minutes alright we'll better move on Um, yeah so if you want to if you've seen this and you you want to send him come to the cinema with us come to the cinema with us if you're around um, no you can you can talk to us so send some tweets about what you think and it should be fun I've seen it already yeah and I'm interested to see what you guys think because I'll not say anything more about it, actually. We'll talk about, about it next, next week. week. Yeah. So tune in next week to... You haven't seen that? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen that. We're really cool, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we'll move on. <laughs> We've all, we all just lost gangster points there, didn't we, Major? Yeah. Okay, so this is the part of the podcast where we get sent questions and comments from people listening, hopefully. Or if we don't, we just make them up. But I think we've got real ones this week. <laughs> we do, yeah. We actually do, aren't so the first one is just a comment from Greg Kane, and he sent this via Facebook and he's just sent a nice comment and he says, just want to let you know that I am listening every week and telling my friends you have a great podcast. Keep it up. The listeners and subscribers will come. That's nice. Thank That's you nice. very much, Greg. Thanks, Greg. Awesome. And thanks, thanks for sharing it as well. Yeah, definitely. So what will help this podcast? And then the next question comes from Alan Queer. Key. Key. Alan. <laughs> Key side it is. From Alan Key. So Alan Key <laughs> sent on Twitter. What's your favourite biscuit? I don't know what we've got in front of us. So we always bring biscuits. Well, some of us bring biscuits. Um, others don't. Look at some like white. I chocolate always bring ones. biscuits. There's a disproportional amount of time that I brought biscuits. I will. Like we pay for the uh, <laughs> the hosting, so you bring the, the biscuits, biscuits, Christian, yeah. right? Yeah. That's um, why you're the official unofficial. Which is the next question, actually. Next Do you want to read that out? From Alan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anne. Anne, sorry. What's that? Anne, Anne who? Anne, Anne Calsox. I forgot what it's supposed to be. I don't know what it's supposed to be. Ankle. Ankle oh, socks. Ankle socks. Ankle socks. <laughs> and her username is uh, Coxie Foxy. 1992. 1992. And she sent on Twitter. Um, why is Christian the official unofficial member? Because we pay for the podcast and he doesn't. <laughs> no, no. no, it's because um, me and Richard started the film look. So I'm one half, Richard is the other half. And Christian is technically not officially a member of... I don't know what the, that means. ...the film look. Yeah. Um... Yet, so it's kind of official, unofficial, um, and then when he does become official, we'll uh, we'll mention it. We'll change it. <laughs> we'll make him. We'll officially make him the third half. Christian, he doesn't work with us full time. No. Uh, so yes, he's me and Rob make vids. All right. And Christian is a good speaker on the podcast. Yeah. He so is. that's why he's the official, unofficial Real member. Like there isn't another unofficial member. So he's the official, unofficial member. 
Oh, that's what that means. That's what, yeah, okay. All right, are you done? Yeah. All right. So if you have a question, if you're a real person and you want to ask a question, then shoot us a tweet on Twitter. Like Angle can, Socks. Where you can find us. Yeah, Greg was actually a real... Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we didn't just write that one. We, we made up the silly ones, but Greg actually sent in the nice yeah, one then. Yeah, I just don't want people to think that we're writing we're good like comments about ourselves. Patting on our own backs. Yeah. Feel free to cut that in bit out. So, trivia. Yeah, I don't remember what the scores are. I think it's three, three one. I don't know. Three either. one, I think. Three one, I think. Three one. Yeah. I know I'm losing. Yeah, I think three. I think it's three one. It's either three one, three two. We'll have to check that, but we'll say three one, and then we can. So we go this, back. this isn't really a trivia. This is a bit silly. This week, you probably won't like it, but I think it'll be funny. Um, so I don't have any questions, but I'm going to make this into a game. Okay. Because what, we're what going are you to make because, us do? because we're going to see Thor uh, in one hour and. <laughs> Uh, 46 minutes plenty of time um, the the star of Thor is Chris yeah. something or other Chris Hemsworth Chris Hemsworth um, is that the did I get right <laughs> did, I get, did I get right no um, the, the, point, the, the game is rating Chris's so I've wrote down my four favourite Chris's oh, right. in order right so these are the oh, four to choose from this right? is going to be good you've got Chris Hemsworth you've got Chris, Chris Pine you've got Chris Pine you've got Chris Pratt and you've got Chris Evans Right, I've rated these. You know me pretty well now. Um, you need to guess. Right, I'm going to write you, these. You need down. to put them in a list. Okay, and right. You need to think out loud, otherwise this is not going to be interesting. Yeah, this we'll just write them down. So Chris. Right, so we've got Chris Hemsworth, who plays Thor. You got Chris Pratt, who plays um, Pratt. He's Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Then you got Pine, who's uh, Wonder Woman and Captain Kirk. Yeah, so he's not Wonder Woman, but he's you know she's yeah. his, his miss her misses. Yep. And then you've got. What was the last one? Evans. Evans, who's Captain, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Captain well, America. Last. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know who he is. Um, I'm going to go with... Ooh. So, so we've got to put them in, like, number number them. Which one does Christian fancy the most? Well, that's the thing. You need to go, did I rate them based on looks? Because they're all handsome chaps. Ooh. Right? Did I did I rate them based on, um, you know, humour? How funny they are. Our character. Oh, but, ooh, one of them, you're like... Right. You've probably watched a lot of his bad films and... Oh, all right, yeah, I've got a, I've got a list. Um, I know. I don't think you're gonna like him as much. Um. <laughs> right, so mine are right. So it's from top to bottom: Pratt, Evans, Hemsworth, Pine. Oh, I wonder if I might change mine. No, you know they're no, locked, no, locked in. Locked in. Locked. Um, <laughs> it's like your final answer, right, Richard? Uh, uh, Robo, you got uh, Hemsworth, Pratt, Evans, Pine. Pine's right at the end of me. I like Chris, I like Chris Pine. He's all right. It's, I mean, Hems. He plays Chris Pine. The, actually, Chris Chris Evans. Hems Chris Evans Pine. Pratt. Hems Pratt Evans Pine. Oh. oh. This is a good game, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> it needs a better name, though. Well, which Chris is the best? Chris is uh, Chris Cross. Chris Cross. Ah, oh, ah! Oh, I I know who my favorite Chris is. Christian Foreman. Oh, oh, that I was get, the trick get, answer. <laughs> the real answer, Richard's won. <laughs> so what? What is your order, Christian? Oh, this is ridiculous. You've draw. You've drew. So my <laughs> order is <laughs> is Pratt, Hemsworth, Evans, Pine. Oh right, okay. So, so you both yeah. got Pratt at the top. Obviously, he's the and best. Pine at the bottom. And Pine at the bottom, and you've mixed up the two in the middle. So okay. Pratt's obviously the best. He's so funny. I've got Hemsworth at the top. Oh well, you lost. Richard's won. <laughs> Oh right, okay. Yay. So what's your who's your favourite? Pratt. Chris Pratt, why? Pratt's definitely because the best. I watched him in Parks and Rep. Yeah. And he he's was just so he was just so yeah. funny and he was like that kind of lovable, chubby funster. And then he's turned into this like beefed up yeah. Hollywood hunk, hasn't he? Yeah. And he's just a cool dude. And he's just really cool. Mine's based on uh who would you rather like go for dinner with or yeah. get a pint with? I feel like I'd be friends with Pratt. Yeah. Um, I don't think I could be friends with the other three. Um, Hemsworth is just too intimidating. Like I couldn't be in the same room with him because he's yeah, that's true. Um, he's God, isn't he? He wouldn't fit in the same room. He's that yeah. big. <laughs> we, we talk about yeah. He's, I appreciate. I, I think say, he's the you know. I'm he's, thinking yeah, of the name. He's the best looking. I was not I'm judging them by their yeah. appearance. But I was going to put. That's why I went for Evans because Evans is like clean cut, good yeah. looking, whereas Hemsworth is like beefy, good looking. Yeah. And I would, I think I would be more intimidated by Hemsworth than Evans. Because of the beautiful golden locks, mm. and then Pine only because I really like the characters that the other guys play more. 
also he's not in any of the Marvel stuff, so I feel like he's not part of the gang. No, well, Pine isn't. Pine isn't. Well, he's in the DC stuff, isn't he? So he's in Wonder Woman and so he's in Star Trek as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, um, I was going to say Evans at top just because I feel like you've watched a lot of his terrible movies that he's yeah, like, they the, are the, terrible. The lo- he's made a lot of like rom coms. Honestly, oh, yeah. honestly, I nearly put Evans at the bottom. Yeah. Because uh, I don't because See, I, because Evans dis- is number two because he's in Snowpiercer, which is an amazing. That's very no, good. My yeah. dislike of Captain America is very strong. And is I, it? Yeah, you don't, I don't like Captain I don't America. Like Captain America at all. All right. Um, so for that reason, um, I was going to put him at the bottom. But I like the scene in Captain America where he holds the the helicopter with his arm and he's got like that big bulging <laughs> arm. Arm. I'll finish that for you, Christian. Um, it's one of it's strange this one isn't it <laughs> yeah it does um, alright Rich you won that cool yeah I like that is that, that is rated Chris well it could be a returning feature when I've got nothing else to do because obviously there's a lot of um, I want to do which Jeff is the best Jeff oh Jeff Go- Goldblum. Goldblum or Bridges and there's probably a few more that I can just throw in there yeah that's true but it's just a good way to cool yeah, I like that like a quiz yeah so. okay we're good cool Thanks for playing. Tune <laughs> <laughs> in next week. So, for who else I fancy? I don't uh, fancy any of them, honestly. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I like. I'll leave that in. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Thank you. Um, oh, yeah. For turning up. Um, <laughs> yeah, for turning up this week. Thanks for turning week. up, mate. Oh, turning up this week. To be honest, um, I think it was better last week when you were the yeah. ginger snaps in the scene. <laughs> I mean, I did enjoy listening to no, last I week. No, think, I think Rob's. I like Rob being back. It's just because I missed him. Yeah, he That's all. Us. Yeah, I've um, been soaking it in all week. We thought we were going to be like a really silly podcast last week because you weren't there. Because we like we thought we like let loose and there'd be loads of jingles and we made loads of jokes. We were and, we were thinking about it. music, yeah. and then we just if anything, it was, bothered, seri- it was more serious. It was no, it was more serious because we needed to like counterbalance. You're a good counterbalance to like oh, okay. everything, and once you don't have that, it's just like oh, it's not fun if no one's gonna like shut it down. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, because we're, we're a tripod, that's, that's, but we had to we had to stand on two legs that week. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice to hear. I suppose in a roundabout way. Anyway, thanks for listening to the Fullmilk Podcast, where we do try and achieve it one shot at a time. Until until next time, see you later. See ya. Bye, guys. <laughs>